All righty. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi there. Oh my goodness, the yarn shop in the background. <laughs> it's it's a great background, only it's like minus 20 degrees here, so not oh ideal. And they mean like inside the store. <laughs> it's oh it's colder inside than it is outside. Oh, that's intense. Yeah. We drew straws about who I did record from the uh, from the yarn store. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Bisexual Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for Thanks joining for us. joining us. Yeah. We're super excited you're here. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to tell tell our listeners a little bit who you who you are? Yeah. So my name is Allison. Um, I kind of almost want to go into like the intro to my podcast. Um, do it. <laughs> Hi, my name is Allison. I'm crocheter. Um, so, <laughs> um, I am a crocheter, a crochet podcaster, a crochet designer, and soon-to-be crochet magazine publisher. Uh, so I host the Keep Calm and Carry Yarn podcast with my mom, where she is the knitter and I am the crocheter. And that was sort of my beginning into the fibery knitting, crafting crochet community and have started to dabble in into designing. I had my first design published in a magazine for like real real back in December. So that was exciting. Um, and we yeah, are part of the BIPOC and fiber team and now about to publish a magazine. That's so cool. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of really cool things. <laughs> Holy heck. Yeah, I just um I yeah I was trying when I was trying to think of people to to put in the tour. I had remembered your podcast because I, I mean, I, I remember when you guys started it, I'd listened to the first episode, um, but um, I hadn't realized about the shop until I had done listened <laughs> to like the latest episode. And I heard you guys say something like, oh, you mentioned the shop. And I was like, wait, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Like just from a podcast to a shop, like that was, that, that's like a massive thing. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> it was certainly an undertaking. We're also... That's not why we're here. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, John cut me off because he knew I was going to say something embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is, we're especially excited you're here, not just because we're going to talk about your Kickstarter, but also because your podcast is the reason we have a yarn store. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I have spent the entirety of the time that I've known John trying to get them to listen to podcasts. And I'm like, because I love podcasts. And so I'm always sending them my favorites. And they're like, no, no, I don't like podcasts. I'm not going to listen to them. And then they, they came across Keep Calm and Carry Yarn and binged the entire thing and then oh. texted me in the morning saying, this is the best. We should do a podcast. <laughs> That's more or less how it went down. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel so honored. <laughs> yeah. If John hadn't found your podcast and fallen entirely in love with it and also podcasts as a genre, we wouldn't have had a podcast and then not a store. So, <laughs> so oh, thanks, yeah, I, I feel guess. like. <laughs> crafting podcasts are sort of like a nice special niche because like you think about podcasts like in general radio shows but crafting podcasts are just they, it is just like sitting down with friends and talking and yeah so it's, it's its own thing but oh well I'm glad that we could be part of your journey <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> um mm-hmm. but, uh, that that's not why we're here <laughs> We're, we're here because of the slippery slope that your podcast has led you down. Yeah, well, okay. I, I mean, apparently it's led 
multiple people down <laughs> um and I, I feel like I could like bring it back to other things but yes um so the kickstarter and more it um the magazine um I mean I guess you two would both sort of know being involved in the crochet community and in the, in the industry gosh <laughs> crocheters are just so underserved just generally and so I have a a publishing background and I don't even know that necessarily the publishing background is like the most relevant part of my interest in sort of creating this magazine you know I, I think like a lot of other people I just like books I like the tactile feeling of you know or just magazines seeing a magazine in a shop and the amount of times I've gone into yarn shops and of course you've got like Lina and Pom Pom and making stories you know all all the knitting magazines on on the shelves and you pick it up and it just feels so nice and you just don't get that with crochet and oftentimes I remember the first time I went to um, a local yarn shop here in Edinburgh and in the crochet section they had um, a Marie Wallen book and it's crochet book and but and I was paging through it and a lot of them patterns had knitting involved in it and I really just I'm trying to learn ish but at that point I didn't knit at all so it just it just seemed like such a waste I was like it's like it's kind of being what I want it to be really beautiful crochet but actually not because you have to know how to knit to do most of these patterns so I think that was the closest I'd gotten to seeing what I wanted on the shelves but yeah and the more podcasting and being part of the community, the more it became clear that it just wasn't going to happen unless I did something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that moment of stepping up is really weird. Um, I, I think I've, I've mentioned a couple other times that I think it was the same for when I got involved with BIPOC and Fiber when I first contacted Jeanette Sloan. I, I think probably there were a lot of people who were using her um, POC designers and crafters list who could imagine it being more and I figured she was probably talking to somebody else about it already she was probably working on on turning it into a standalone resource already and she didn't need to hear from little old me like I was nobody like and you know she was doing cool amazing things and being published and designing all these great you know knitting patterns and the more I thought about it I was just like, well, I might as well. Like, what is there? I don't have anything to lose. And if, if I don't say anything and nobody says anything and it doesn't become a thing, I'll be annoyed. And so it's just <laughs> similar with the magazine. Like, I've thought about this idea. I have the skill sets. And if I don't do it and nobody does it, I'll be annoyed because I know I could have done something about it. That's so really lovely. That's- do you want to talk a bit about the, the BIPOC and Fiber? Just for folks who aren't familiar with it? Yeah, uh-huh. Um, so, I mean... History-wise, Jeanette Sloan, she's a Black British uh, knitwear designer. Um, And within this whole conversation that I'm sure we're all aware of, of diversity or rather the lack of it in the knitting slash fiber community because crochet too. um, (laughs) um, She's been involved in that conversation since before the capital C conversation started happening. And she had developed this POC um, designers and crafters list that was just a, uh, a list on her blog. And we have since developed that into a sort of standalone website. And it's a database of uh, BIPOC in the fiber community working you know, in, in all sorts of roles, whether that's as dyers, as publishers, as designers, 
what have you. Um, and so they live on this, this database that's searchable and just we have created it as a resource to be able to highlight the you know BIPOC working in the industry and try and help people reach those people, find those people and just increase the diversity within the industry so that it reflects the diversity that already exists in the community. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's sort of what that project is. It's such a valuable resource. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm the sort of web developer side of things, but also do add many things. Um, yeah. And we, we actually had a crowdfunder for that. That was, that was also very successful. We, we have funded it in our, our goal of, 20, 20,000 pounds in, in a week. So, I mean, you know, same thing, like just great support from the community and the mm -hmm. industry even. That's wonderful. So you have excellent, an excellent track record with crowdfunding then. Because Apparently. <laughs> your magazine hit, reached its goal in what, 48 hours? Yeah, less than 48 hours is crazy. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I know the power of the community and, and, and you know, I know that this was a publication that could do well because it does, you know, nothing like it exists, but it surprised me even. <laughs> like, it certainly surprised my partner, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, if ever he doubts the, the crafters again, he, he just, well, he just can't at this point. Now he knows better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we, you're here to talk about the Kickstarter for your new crochet magazine, which came out or went live five days ago mm -hmm. um, and has already reached its goal and also its stretch goal. <laughs> yes, both of its stretch goals. Amazing. Um, yeah. So the magazine is called Morit um, and it is a crochet only, well, pretty much crochet only magazine. We might allow other crafts in it in, in dribs and drabs, but it is a crochet <laughs> magazine, 100%. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so the Kickstarter launched on the 26th of January and reached its goal within 40 hours. That's super, super, super exciting. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, just, I loved reading like all the messages from people who were supporting just, just people excited about the mag, like getting a copy of the magazine. And I just, the, the number of people just expressing support for a thing that they haven't seen yet. Like, that's what's astounded me. Like, this is how much we need it. Like, they, they haven't even had anything in their hands yet. And, and you know, we all, this is, we all want this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was looking at the, um, at the list of designers you have. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's going to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think... I was a little nervous even approaching some of the designers to ask if, if they would pretty please design for the first issue, especially, you know, feeling like I am, you know, just a little fish in, in the industry. Um, and I think the fact that such great designers have agreed to, de to design just also shows that like so many people are wanting a, ma a publication like this, a magazine like this. And I mean, first and foremost, I'm definitely grateful for all of the designers who agreed to, to design because I kind of, that was my first hurdle to be sure that I could get people on board to then be able to create a Kickstarter to say, this is how awesome this is going to be. Like, you don't like, even have to just so take legit. my word. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I don't have any, any, you know, finished anything to show anybody. You just, so it's sort of based off of the fact of 
this is the high caliber of, of designs, designs and designers that you can expect. So they were definitely crucial, very crucial to the, the project succeeding. So exciting. Super exciting. Will the designers be designing um, like towards a theme for the each issue or is it just gonna kind of follow your yeah, heart? So I actually haven't, I don't think this might be an exclusive for you guys. <laughs> I don't think I've really mentioned the sort of theme for the first issue. Um, the, the theme for the first issue is a little bit more general. It's kind of just for the love of crochet. That's how I've been putting it in quotes. Um, and trying to showcase a wide variety of tech crochet techniques. It's not going to be in any way exhaustive because, I mean, we all know there's so much, you know, different stitches, different techniques, and I, I couldn't cover it in one issue. Um, but that was the angle that I was going from it being the first issue. And then from here, you might, we'll get more sort of traditional thematic themes for each issue. But for the first one, it will be for the love of crochet. That's a solid theme. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of one of those ones where you can only do it once. And you might as well do it for the first issue. For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get the ball rolling. Yeah. Oh, that's super exciting. I um if you if you've listened to the podcast, you you've known or like folks who listen to the podcast will know that I have I have crocheted just about as long as I've been knitting, but I I have a complicated relationship with crochet in that like I really love it for some things, but I, I've had a hard time finding crochet designs wearable crochet designs that you know make my heart sing as much as mm. knitwear does um but in recent like even in re in recent months even um maybe now that I'm just looking for them more like there are so many amazing crochet sweaters yeah yeah and, and it, I think people just don't realize that you can cro like crochet garments or sweaters especially I think people who mostly knit like and to an extent I, I can understand it because you, you know they, they can they already know how to knit and and yeah they have an absolute, you know, treasure trove of <laughs> knitting patterns to work off of. Whereas if you only crochet, you definitely are limited as to what patterns and you have to go digging for, for the good ones or the ones that, yeah, sing to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think it's exactly like, it goes back to what you were saying about just the, yeah, the lack of, the lack of availability of patterns, the lack of resources. Uh, yeah. And the lack of like the high end fancy fancy looking magazines that are widely available for crochet only like it doesn't have that kind of I mean legitimacy is not the word because crochet is extremely legitimate but like the kind of like formalized yeah legitimacy I think, yeah definitely I think the magazine I want it to be aspirational and I and I want to use that word because I I think you know there's this idea of crochet that you can't use nice yarns or you know crochets you only use acrylic for crochet or cotton or you know stuff like that and but it, but even though there's that idea and it's obviously false you you know you can use whatever or yarn you want to crochet just as with knitting I also don't want to say that that's wrong like you know I, although the magazine will pretty much primarily be using sort of wool yarns and you know, there's nothing to stop somebody from using a substitute yarn that is acrylic or has an acrylic content or isn't wool or is vegan or whatever. Um, but, you know, within the pages, you know, this is what I'm aspiring to, but I'm not saying that, like, you have to do it exactly like this. For sure. 
And I saw that you will be having, like, you will be having garment designs. Yeah, yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, the focus will be on garments and accessories. I'm trying to make sure there's at least a 50-50 split in terms of ha- the patterns that are there, sort of like, you know, ish, about half that are garments and the other half being accessories. And, you know, the occasional homeware or blanket or amigurumi might slip in there but it's definitely not going to be the focus I think because you, you can find that those sorts of patterns really really easily um, online other crochet magazines so yeah definitely garments and, and accessories for this one for more I'm so excited <laughs> because I have 13 knit sweater whips right now and I'm not allowed to start anymore but a crochet sweater whip doesn't count. <laughs> Different craft. Uh, yeah. And it, it is like, I think that's, that's the other thing. Like it is different and, you know, you can make different fabrics from knitting and crocheting. And I, I don't think that the garments need to look the same necessarily. Like they, they, you know, they might have similar, there might be similar patterns, but also there's lots of things that you can do with crochet that you can't do with knitting like even you know you could knit a, a lacy-ish top but I think crochet does it better <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah fair I think maybe that's where I've kind of struggled is I've seen the the patterns that come that I come across the most easily are patterns that just like the wearable patterns they just they look like crochet trying to be knit and mm-hmm. like following the same shaping following the same styles as like knit sweaters but like I'm really excited to see patterns that just embrace like embrace the love of crochet and embrace crochet and like embrace the things that make crochet different than knitting and being able to show that off in a garment yeah um who stephanie is it stephanie who did the the t-shirt design with the stars Mm -hmm. i love that one love that one so much like that's such an excellent example of just like embracing crochet in a, in a like the um the other one she did the black widow i think it is with like the kind of uh, lacy yoke mm-hmm. and then, just the top yeah yeah the yeah we went through one there. night <laughs> we went through one night in our stitch night and like because kelsey was complaining about not being able to find good cro- crochet tops and then we were like hold my beer and just like <laughs> flooded our discord with a bunch of different crochet tops and stephanie aaron came up a bunch mm. and like they're just so cool yeah, and she's she's very prolific with the with the garments <laughs> with the sweaters. Like I, I was like, you just turn around and oh, she's made another one. She's made another one. <laughs> and then also yours, the one that you have published in crochet now. Yeah, just <laughs> so exciting. Uh, I mean, that was such a cool opportunity, and also like, I'm impressed with myself that I got that done because, you know, I, I've only ever before that officially designed a, a cowl pattern never a garment like and so the fact that I decided you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna propose a whole freaking sweater to be published <laughs> in a magazine and I'm gonna have a deadline and an editor like scrutinizing it that sounds like a good idea but you know it it was. Was. <laughs> that's yeah. how you get things done yeah probably the pressure was probably a good thing in this case <laughs> I'm really excited for that one because it has the like I love like the look of like um, fisherman's rib, like the knit fisherman's rib and brioche sweaters, but I haven't found a pattern that like, is that, but also a bit more femme because that's where I lean. Like I lean toward like very, very femme looking patterns. And like yours has that like cozy, cushy texture, but it's crochet and it like, 
it doesn't look like a lighthouse keeper sweater, you know? (laughs) Super excited about it. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Is that available only through the magazine or? At the moment, yeah, it's it's just in the magazine. And my intention would be to self-publish it once I'm able to. Although I will be quite busy with getting more out the door. So I don't know how feasible that will be. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah. Can I ask, when do you, like, when do you get the rights back? Like, when can I, when um, can I get it? <laughs> I, can, I can't even remember. I think it's maybe six months after okay. the fact. So sometime over the summer. I will keep an eye out for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, and I would say, like, once more, you know, more issue one is away, then I'll have some time. But actually hopefully I'll be working on issue two before issue one is even out the door so you're doing it um every six months or yep every six months um I think that just gives me a bit more time and breathing space uh especially as this is a new venture um and I think out of the so I've got like a stack of the the knitting magazines that I bought for research purposes um and I think all of them except for pom-pom are biannual that I'm aware or ish mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. maybe some of them aren't strictly but also not yeah <laughs> kind of in between when they feel like it yeah <laughs> I mean it also makes sense because as much as I would love to have fiber arts magazines every month like I I don't have time for that many, <laughs> yeah. that many things yeah. <laughs> like I need six months to get all these done uh, and then some and then some <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on my brother's Christmas present so from last year no, I got that one done for his birthday <laughs> in July. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure what what is going on with me, but maybe I'm just on the high of having the Kickstarter all like funded. But I feel like I've just started like new projects and I still have so many whips and I've just been really productive all of a sudden <laughs> after like months of being really slow on the crochet. Are you are you in lockdown right now or? Yes, but that's kind of like same old story because <laughs> it's been a year. <laughs> yeah, um, no, Scotland. We were put into an official, you know, capital L lockdown at the beginning of January. So, yeah, just chilling at home. Mm-hmm. It's a good time to start a magazine. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think that is my silver lining of. Um, COVID is probably having the time to be able to really focus and settle and decide actually I'm just gonna do this because you know it's been a niggling thought in my mind for a while and yeah I've just had the sort of space to think about it now and now that I've got my silver lining out of me I lockdown can end (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 we had someone call today and she's like, I have, I have a daughter and she's bisexual and she, she just got back into knitting and she's so excited. There's a queer yarn store, like right around the corner from where we live. Like, can we come see you? Oh, no. And I had to say no. And it was so sad. <laughs> oh. Oh. But you guys, are you guys doing like virtual appointments? I think. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Are those going yeah. well? Yeah. Not quite the same. It's not. <laughs> it's not. I just want to like show people i want to just look look at look at all this yarn you can't even touch it touch yet exactly (laughs) put it on your face (laughs) 
I'm so John had John made John, I got it I got it talking to from John about yep running too much Sharon on my face on our lives <laughs> like Instagram lives it's just <laughs> just all over my face maybe you can sell that. those for more yeah okay. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> there you go I'm sure there's a market but that's terrible <laughs> uh, we'll keep it in, we'll keep it in the back pocket <laughs> we're not it's probably a market for that too <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> uh, I'm excited so when does the first issue come out? Was it September? Yep. So I'm aiming for September. So it, that it is a autumn winter issue, which, you know, for our hemispheres is a good time for wool and a, a woolly magazine. Mm-hmm. And then spring, summer being the other half of the year. Um, but it being, you know, a cooler climate where I live, <laughs> the spring, summer issue will kind of reflect that. It, it won't be you know spring summer in Miami (laughs) it's spring summer in Scotland which means (laughs) you know a little bit more coverage and and Mm -hmm. you'll probably still see some some sweater patterns in the spring summer issues because (laughs) those are still appropriate here in spring Mm -hmm. fair and then you start them in spring summer and then they're ready for winter and it's perfect Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so that's what I told myself last summer when I started all these sweater patterns and but now I've actually, I put them in a big wicker basket and then I put a pillow on top. And so now all of my whips are just a footstool. <laughs> so it's like good that I have that many. Is that, it? That's actually, that sounds quite like, that's a good way to hide them because yeah. mine just, they sit in bags next to the couch and just kind of like <laughs> pile up there and then you have to vacuum around them. <laughs> they feel very judgmental when I have them out. Like they're, they're, when I pick up something else or I'm like doing something else, I feel like they're all judging me. Like I'm sitting here, I'm waiting. So you just smother them with a pillow. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I do with everything that judges me. (laughs) Uh, John told me to be cool and I am not being cool. (laughs) I did no such thing. I said, I would make no promises. Um, Do we want to do, so so you always do a Buzz, BuzzFeed quiz in your podcast. We always do um, a, what, a what thing you are based on your horoscope. Uh-huh. So we thought it would be super meta to do what BuzzFeed quiz you should take based on your horoscope. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, and so the one I found, it was like the only one I found. Um, I guess it's very niche. <laughs> must have been published at the beginning of a November sometime because these all relate to your November horoscope. <laughs> but I think that they're super funny and we're just going to do it anyway. Cool. Um, okay. Tells you the cancer. Double cancer. And, and the BuzzFeed quiz that you should do is we know which Danny DeVito character you're most like based on these seven questions. <laughs> <laughs> Says your horoscope says that November will be a sexy time for you. Mm. Therefore, the best quiz to remind you of that is the Danny DeVito quiz. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually watched anything with Danny DeVito. I didn't... Have you seen Matilda? What? What? The dad. No. <laughs> what? He's so sexy. That is. <laughs> 
these are so many i can't process all of these things that are happening right now <laughs> this is too much <laughs> mine uh, is um which seinfeld character are you <laughs> so for you november will be a strange month and your horoscope says it will be a mix of joy and confrontation oh I shit it was oh <laughs> Damn. to help you address this we have a quiz to tell you what seinfeld character you are I've never watched Seinfeld. Neither have I. <laughs> I've seen like three episodes. It seems to be the only episodes that are ever playing on TV. And like There's something sometimes... about soup. Yeah, the soup one, the the muffin top, tops of muffins one, and then the like. I was gonna say the one where they're all yelling, but I think that's all of them. So I don't know. <laughs> um, this is not for Danny DeVito. What? That's. Even knowing that's Danny DeVito, I still don't see it. <laughs> Wild. Allison, you're a Scorpio? Uh-huh. Um, what type of Pokemon trainer should you be? Ooh. According to your horoscope, November will be a month full of creativity and success. To help you take advantage of this, we have chosen a quiz that will help you be a successful Pokemon master. <laughs> I feel like that was potentially true because I was like, in the midst of all the more planning during November, so. Heck yeah. Activity and success. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Coming to fruition now. <laughs> so exciting. That's right. My, my mom's a cancer too, so I can let her know what was <laughs> she should take now. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that on your next one. Danny DeVito though, like. That, I feel like, like the unsexy. I feel like this zodiac, like horoscopes are always dunking on me. Like, I never get a, I never get an earnest one. It's always like, you're sad and in bed, and you're a sexy Danny DeVito. <laughs> you're a sexy Danny DeVito. You haven't left house in four days. Oh, it's um, rough. So, if people were looking to support Morit, where would they, where would they be able to find that? Uh, so my our Instagram our my our <laughs> instagram is more at mag that's m double o r i t um and then the website is more at mag.com both should have links to the kickstarter which will be live until the 23rd of february even though we've already hit the target goal so if you would like to support you can still um support at the kickstarter and any sort of additional funds that we get now which are just sort of nice extra top-ups will i mean at this point start to fund issue two so like the more that comes in now it just really solidifies the chance that this will at least get to issue two <laughs> amazing uh, yeah. i put a link to the kickstarter in our link trees on both of our accounts Excellent. so listeners of the podcast and visitors of the store will be able to find it and issue one has a limited print run for the physical copy so people would need is that correct people would need to do this quick if they want to make sure they get one well so at the moment the only way to pre-order is on kickstarter um and then once the kickstarter is over you won't be able to pre-order it until we get closer to sort of publication date so there will be more chances okay you just have to wait until yeah closer to september to be able to purchase um so either way um yeah well nobody wants to wait <laughs> exciting and what about people who want to find you and your cool crochet designs and your awesome podcast with your mom 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so the podcast is Keep Calm and Carry Yarn or KCACY. So you can search for that on YouTube or iTunes or wherever else you get podcasts for the actual podcast itself. And we're KCACY podcast on Instagram. And if you're looking for me, I'm Allison here on Instagram and AllisonChu.com is, is my website. But yeah, no, it's really nice to talk to you, to you both. So lovely to get to meet you. Nice to be able to talk to you guys and kind of get to know you guys better and, and things. And thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah. And joining I us. hope to talk to you guys again sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Bisexual Podcast. You can find our show notes, including photos and links to patterns and designers and the things we talk about on our website, bisexualpodcast.ca. Uh, we're on Instagram as at bisexual podcast. You can find me at underscore dangerous John and Kelsey at Kelsey Grammar 23. Uh, please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and help us reach more disaster queer yarn folk. Or pop into the Discord server. Um, you can find an invite to it on our website or on the link tree in our Instagram bio.